Hi, welcome everybody. My name is Marjorie McCluspo Reader. Um, I walked into my first meeting Sunday, March 31st, 1980. It was Sunday night, Fox Hills, which is now, I believe, Sunday night, Culver City, down in Los Angeles. I was an 18-year-old college student, and um, my dad had just died in January, and um, the, the, uh, the person... Um, the, the college person who was our, our college dorm advisor for the dorm let me know about the meeting and I went and I felt at home. I really liked and um, I so I think we read it now as the, um, the welcome about how you're welcome here and it doesn't matter where you are and where you're going. And it just really, I really felt at home. And um, that was in January of 19, excuse me, March of 1980. My dad died in January. Um, and I'm, I'm not one of those, okay, this is my opinion. Those blessed people, I started to say obnoxious, those blessed people who walked in day one and were abstinent for the next 40 years. Not me at all. It took me nine months to get my first sponsor. Was it nine months? Or I don't know, it was the fall. Because I, just going to that meeting really helped. Hearing recovery at that meeting really helped. And going to that meeting and hearing about people go through the holidays and come back abstinent. When I went through the holidays and came back not abstinent. So, you know, it came around and I wanted to be abstinent. Um, and so, um, a lot of things. I pulled the geographic, went to Washington, D.C. And was there for 22 months and then came back to California to face what I'd run from. And came back here and came back to Southern California and then... Um, met the man who's now my husband and we married in 85 and we uh, so we met in 85 we married in 88 we moved to fresno in 89 and um, i've been in fresno ever since i'm a stay-at-home mom or excuse me i was and now um i am a small business owner and what i wanted to do is is talk about a little bit is is um i got to go through abstaining what i went through binging when my dad died, of course, I binged the whole way through it. And then a few months later, um, a dear family friend who was my dad's best friend died. And I got to go to the funeral and go through abstaining what I went through binging, drinking copious amounts of coffee at the at the after thing instead of you know getting plates and plates of food. Um, really grateful for that. Um, I wrote some notes. I hope I can, I thought might be helpful over the years. One of the things that has really helped me, no matter what, is to keep coming back um surprisingly one of the times i probably would have left is when i was pregnant because i had um i didn't get i got um morning i didn't get morning sickness i got morning noon and night sickness and was nauseous all the time and i had friends in program calling me saying when am i calling me when am i gonna see you back at meetings when am i gonna see you back at meetings and that kept me coming back and through everything, I kept coming back. I may not have been super involved in a way. Um, I mean, I kept coming to meetings, but when my kids were little, I didn't do a lot of service. But even in the beginning, way back in the beginning, I helped in the LA intergroup. And I went and uh, worked in the away office. And I guess I'm blessed in my family. My parents kind of gave that example of um, doing service to your community. And I just you know, that I just always wanted that and going to meetings and seeing people do service and hearing about different service positions. I always wanted to, I don't know, belong and do that. 
and I really, really recommend service. Um, I was I was doing my own absence, I had my own absence to contact my own sponsor, and I was working with the newcomer, and he was explaining what he had done with his food, and I went, oh, wow, and hearing his story helped me keep my food cleaner, and it made me realize I had broken my abstinence um, without I even realize it, and so I cleaned it up, but what I was going to, the point is, is that I have found service key to my abstinence. Um, I ended up, uh, like I said, a lot of time program, got back involved in Region 2, really, really enjoyed it. And one of the things that helped me was I wanted to be on the board. And I thought was like the next great thing to do was be on the board, right? And so to be on the board, you had to have two years of continuous abstinence. And so that was really great that gave me support to do that. You know, and I'd want to maybe do something stupid. I'd think about, well, then you can't do this certain service position you're doing, or you'd have to give that up. And um, that was a lot of support. So then when I did get on the board, um, you know, like it, say at it, dinner, when I would say, you know, my, the compulsive really wanted to keep eating dinner. Well, I couldn't because I had to go work on, I had to go work on stuff. I had to go prep things or whatever for a meeting or, or whatever. And that really helped me. And the support of the other people on the board, you think, oh God, the work is so hard. It's so much fun to be with everybody and get everything done and know, knowing what you're doing is valuable work really, really helped, um, my program um over the years as i said earlier the road's gotten narrow thanks to this program i've been able to give up um actually i guess give up's a word but just not willing to have the consequences of certain foods um today's reading in for today was about um, relief from the obsession and really grateful for that when i came into program um I had a very much of an addiction to a certain food. Um, I don't know if we can say foods here. I don't want to set anybody off, but, um, you know, I, my day was literally predicated on whether or not I got to eat this food. The quality of my day is whether or not I got to eat the food. And it was a shitty day if I didn't get to eat it. And it was a great day if I did get to eat it. And reflecting on that reading this morning, I was so grateful that I don't have to eat that food anymore. It could actually be in my house and I don't, other family members eat it. I don't obsess about it. I forget we have it. And that's thanks to this program. Um, I don't describe it. I remember going to meetings and people said, you know, it's easier to not have one, you know, try to have, not have one bite than have a little bit. In, and I fought that for a long time. And that's kind of at where I am now. There's there's certain foods I just don't eat. Paraphrasing the line from the big book, I just can't eat them in a ladylike fashion. And so I just don't eat them. And part of it, it's that, but I don't like the loss of serenity. You know, if I go and I go and get, um, I maybe don't keep it at the house because God forbid I have it at the house, right? But I go out to a location, a retail location that sells it. Well, once I, you know, I had it one day. I remember thinking this, I have it one day and I didn't binge. And so it's like, great, well, next week I'm having it three times a week, you know? And it's like, hmm, what's up with this? And so 
I'm just really grateful that for today, um, I don't have to do that. That I don't have to do that. Um, I can, I don't know, I can live my life. One of the things that does help me, I was thinking about this visually, it helps that I'm a visual person. Um, if stuff's out on the candle, like they can have the stuff here at the house that um, I have no business eating or wanting, but it cannot be on the counters. It can be in the fridge, it can be in the cupboard, but if it's on the counter, I'm in trouble because I'm one of those kids, you know, I mean, I remember as a kid, the, the, the dessert being in the back porch and going and, you know, oh, that line's not straight. You know, I got to straighten that line. I'm <laughs> cutting a little piece. And, you know, and what do you mean half the half of it's gone? And so, um, I don't do that. And I've tried to learn from, from the times I thought I fell down and, and wanted to beat myself up. I learned. Um like binging on other people's food well I've learned to ignore it or tell myself you know that's not my food when I've had roommates or whatever and I took their food um being willing to give up um you know like I said being willing to get one of the things is in my religion we do we practice a um a thing sometimes of giving something up for a certain amount of time and for me that's been helpful because I've used that as a training ground to give up things and then um it made it a lot easier to not go back to them. I knew one of the things I had to give up was my um, my addiction to a certain food that I narrowed the road on it. But several years ago, we went on a trip to Old Town, San Diego, and we were going to walk around Old Town. And I was basing the itinerary of our walk based on where the shops that were, were that sold this particular item. So I could make sure there was at least one, if not two, stops on our walk you know, that sold this particular item that I had to go get. And that's when I knew it was time for me to not have it anymore. Um, so what's helped over the years? I came in, program was, in some ways it was very different coming in in 1980. We didn't have the literature we have now. The Forty Day book just came out in 1980. The Brown book didn't exist. Um, we did a lot of AA, um, AA big book and, tw and 12 and 12. So I, lo I love the big book, and I'm not a big book thumper. Oh, gosh, not at all. I cannot be those ones where you go to the meeting and they and they regurgitate it back. That just, personally, that just drives me bonkers. I do like the ideas I mentioned earlier when I talked about the plan of eating, that um, my abstinence is how I eat. My food is what I eat. And so... Um, Thanks to this program, I've become willing to take care of myself better. Um, I have found that for me, I can't have gluten because not that it's a big bad thing, but for me, I break out in a rash and I don't want to scratch all day. And I find if I go gluten free, I don't scratch. Um, and that helps. And I recently, back in college, um, Yes, I was abstinent my senior year of college, but um, before I pulled that geographic, but that was a really tough year for me. It was very um, stressful. Like for a lot of people, you know, you get out of college, what are you going to do? And when I was in college senior year, if I was awake, I was drinking a diet soda. Didn't drink a lot of water, but was easily drinking six diet sodas a day. And in fact, ended up with a kidney infection because of it back in the, back in college. And now I don't know if it's all carbonated beverages. Um, I haven't bothered to try it out, but there's there's a sugar-free um, carbonated beverages I, I was getting, 
and I was drinking one like every night, just one, you know, every night, one, and I was breaking out in a rash on my arms here, and itchy like crazy, and I'm like, what? So I'm like, hmm, let me try this, and I stopped drinking it, and now I, I drink, I may drink one sugar-free um, drink a night, but it's not carbonated, and I don't break out in a rash anymore. So maybe my body just got fed up. I don't know. I just figure it's a gift from higher power. Um, diabetes runs in my family. I'm one of five children, and three of us have or had it. My brother passed away from it. Um, and I think it's a gift that by going gluten-free, I, I still eat carbs. Trust me, I do. But I don't eat as many carbs as I would had I been not been gluten-free. And so um, just grateful that that's just God, you know, God taking care of me. And I may become diabetic tomorrow. I don't know. But I just know for today, I'm very grateful that um, that I'm not. Um, going back to one of the things I liked about program back then, about knowing the, um, let me go back to now. So now I've been abstinent over five years. Um, and I just, I do a lot of meal prep. And I just stay abstinent. Um, and I work on staying abstinent no matter what. I have to look at my motives. Why do I want to eat this thing? Is it appropriate? Is it an appropriate amount? I do weigh and measure a lot of my food um, just because it keeps me honest. My idea of two ounces is not reality <laughs> or even four ounces. And so I weigh and measure um, a lot of my food. Not all my food, but a lot of my food. That helps a lot. It helps me keep me honest. Um, I do the tools the best I can. Do I have a lot more to go? Oh, yes. Do I still struggle with a lot of things? Hell, yes. Do I struggle with um, routines and doing things like I should? Yes. Does my inner child fight against them? Yes. But do I feel better when I do them? Yes. Um, so trying to do that. I'm sorry this was like all over. That's one of the lovely things I found out in this program. I have attention deficit disorder. So as I like someone, an expert referred to it as turbo brain. Your brain's always running. Um, I'm just grateful that no matter what, I've kept coming back. And um, I guess I didn't leave before the miracle happens. And that's how I just say to everybody, just keep coming back no matter what um, to learn from your mistakes and use that to know, you know, don't ever, I mean, not do that, but when you're tempted to do that, think about, oh, well, when I did that last time, this is what happened. So let's not do that this time. Maybe get a different result. Um, and just really grateful um, to be here. I'm glad you guys asked me. I'm honored that you guys asked me. Um, I hope I offered some some support or hope to somebody out there who's struggling. And um, I would welcome text and phone calls. I'm not available to sponsor right now. I'm too busy. But um, I would be willing to definitely, I'm always up for a call or a chat, um, text with somebody. Um, and I'm really glad you guys are here. And um, thanks for listening. Thanks for letting me share.